slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us here today. Hope everybody is doing well. The Islanders are doing well. They escape with a 3-2 shootout victory over the Flyers. That puts them alone in first place in the East. We'll break it all down, talk about the arrival of Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac, what they meant to the Islanders. We also have a very special crossover episode today. As I'll play you guys a discussion I had with Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils, he'll give you some insight into what Zajac and Palmieri can give the Islanders down the stretch and, you know, some of the reasons that they were kind of having an offseason up until now. So we've got that. We'll preview this weekend's games against the Rangers and a whole lot more. Don't forget now, today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me Wednesdays at 8.30 p.m. to get in on the action. Locker room changing the way we talk sports. So, the Islanders get a 3-2 shootout win. And boy, did they need it. We're going to break all of this down for you in our first segment. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, you've got a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss Feel free to send the show an email, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com is the address, and if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and of course, I do live tweet during nearly every Islanders game. So if you're looking for instant insight and analysis, follow me on Twitter, and I'll do my best to give that to you. So here's the thing about this game. The Islanders came out like gangbusters and got off to that quick 2-0 lead early on in this game. We're playing really well. I mean, you could see the level of excitement that was developing on this team. They had their big trade deadline acquisitions, and, you know, yeah, it's all still new, but the Islanders look great, and they got two goals in a minute and 13-second spread, Brock Nelson getting the first, Jordan Eberle the second off a great uh, pass by Uncle Leo, and, you know, at that point, it looked like the Islanders were going to dominate, and then, all of a sudden, you got a penalty, and it was Samuel Morin, Boarding Casey Sezikis. Sezikis goes into the boards face first. It was, I don't think it was an intentionally dirty play, but it definitely deserved the five-minute penalty and the game misconduct. And yet, the Islanders do nothing on the power play, and then it was like they took their foot off the gas. And you can't do that. 
you cannot take your foot off the gas when you're in that situation and things are looking up and, and uh, you're in control of a game at home against a, a team that is well behind you in the standings. Well, that's exactly what the Islanders did. The Flyers end up tying the game. I would say for the last half of the first period, all of the second period, and big parts of the third period, the Philadelphia Flyers were the better team in this game. And yet, the Islanders did what good teams do. And that is, even when they didn't have their A game, they found a way to win. And how did they do that? Well, the big reason, Ilya Sorokin. Yes, the first goal that Sorokin gave up was a softie. But, after that, he really buckled down, played well, 25 saves in 27 shots, and more importantly, uh, he was lights out in the shootout and did not allow a goal. Brock Nelson getting the game winner in the shootout, and the Islanders escape with two points. Now, the, the other thing I like, that one goal, the first goal that the Flyers got, you know, that is a, kind of a fluke goal. It was a sloppy play by Sorokin, one of those goals that you know he would like to have back, and yet it did not bother him. And by the end of the game, by the time you reach that shootout, Ilya Sorokin's confidence level was up. We saw him playing the angles and being aggressive, coming out of his net to cut them down very, very well, and... Even though the Islanders were playing sloppy defense in front of them and weren't getting the job done, allowing the Flyers way too much space through the neutral zone, not, you know, getting to the pucks when they were loose in the Islanders' end. I remember a play uh, in the third period where two Islander defenders were in between a loose puck and both of them thought the other one was going to take it. Flyer scooped in, got a scoring chance, and again, Sorokin bailing out the Islanders under those circumstances. So at the end of the day, absolutely uh, big win for the New York Islanders, getting the job done, finding a way to win when you're not on your A game. And that, folks, is huge. As for the two new players, can't say they made a huge impact. Kyle Palmieri uh, on the ice for 15 minutes and 11 seconds. He had two shots on goal in the game. Uh, credited with two hits, one block shot. Not, you know, his usual contribution. And then Travis Zajac, uh, one shot on goal for him, uh, two hits, and he only played 12 minutes and 34 seconds. Only Leo Komarov had less ice time. Surprised that Oliver Wallstrom was out of the lineup, although he is apparently nursing a minor injury. So there, you know, that was the reason for his absence. And Uncle Leo, I'll tell you, four hits in this game, uh, the one shot on goal, but that pass to set up the, the goal was outstanding. So the good news is the Islanders get two points and they are alone in first place right now since Washington managed to find a way to lose last night. So the Islanders now two points ahead of the Capitals, four points ahead of the Penguins, the bad news is the power play needs to be cleaned up. The overall intensity level has to be cleaned up. And I think that, you know, there was a certain amount of unfamiliarity and tentativeness 
in this game with the addition of these two new players. And over time, I think that will diminish. We'll see Palmieri and Zajac uh, integrate better into this Islanders team, get to know their teammates' tendencies a little bit more, get comfortable on a line or two lines, uh, and start to have more of an impact on the outcome of hockey games. But look, they got their feet wet. The Islanders still picked up two big points and now have sole possession of first place. And that is obviously a very good thing. And, and the Islanders have to be very happy with being able to get two points when you don't have your A game. All right, when we come back, we'll talk to Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils. He'll give us a little bit more information about Zajac and Palmieri. And I, I'll add one thing before we start the conversation. Got to be impressed with the fact that not only did Lou Lamorello make this deal and get these two players, but he didn't give up any of the Islanders' top prospects. No uh, Kiefer Bellows, no Otto Koivula, uh, all the top prospects are still in the Islanders organization. Anyway, we'll talk to Trey Matthews and we'll preview the Islanders Rangers series for the weekend. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Now the football season may be over. March Madness is in the rearview mirror, but the NBA and NHL are starting to Gear up for the playoffs. Major League Baseball is in full swing. And hey, you could place bets on the NFL draft or any other event that's going on right now. Bet Online even covers things like awards, TV shows, and reality TV. And they'll give you real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. And it's the best way to place your bets. And it's absolutely free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. So if you put $100 into your account, they'll put $50 more absolutely free. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Hey, Islander fans, you could watch our live trade deadline show Monday, April 12th at noon Eastern Time at Locked On Live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and the Odyssey app. It's the only place to get in-the-moment reactions and analysis to the biggest NHL deadline moves from local experts covering their teams, including yours truly. Follow at Locked On Live today to watch Locked On NHL Live trade deadline show. Again, that's Monday, April 12th at 12 noon. So, Without further ado, I want to uh, play a little excerpt from my conversation with Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils. He does a great job of covering them uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, and he'll give us all some insight onto what Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac can add to the New York Islanders. You gave us uh, Greer, Jobs, and uh, first uh, round pick, and also a conditional fourth round pick for Palmieri and Zajac. Yeah. And uh, I, what, 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 what was the mindset for the Islanders? I mean, you know, I know they're contenders and all, but I, you told me like uh, moments before we started recording that you thought that that would just get you Palmieri. You didn't think that that would also include Zajac in the deal. So that was basically like a big throw in right there because you got two of our alternate captains right there. So, you know, it's just like, 
what, what was the mindset like when, when you just saw that? I, I was thrilled. I mean, because like you said, alternate captains, veteran leadership, guys who have been there before and been through the wars. And look, the Islanders are tied for first uh, entering tonight's game and they lose their captain, Anders Lee. They were struggling to score goals even before Lee went down. And now you've got some, you know, two guys who are experienced, who can put the puck in the net, contribute offensively. And now all of a sudden the Islanders have a little depth at forward and some experienced playoff guys who can help them make, hopefully from an Islanders perspective, another long, long playoff run. You just gave away two of our alternate captains, Travis Zajac, who's been with our organization since the beginning. And now you also gave away Kyle Palmieri, who is a, you know, a great goal getter. Like, you know, Palmieri is having a bit of a down year this year, but I said maybe a new change of scenery might help him and a new culture could, you know, give him some sort of spark. And by the way, I'm not sure how many more times you have to play the Boston Bruins this year, but uh, Kyle Palmieri does relatively well against the Boston Bruins uh, for some reason this year. That's how he got his first goal or a couple uh, goals to start the year. And also um, uh, there was uh, two instances where the Devils shut out the Boston Bruins by a score of one to nothing. And both of those instances, uh, Paul Mary uh, scored the lone goal. So, nice. um, you know, that just giving you some hope for Kyle Paul Mary, even though he looks kind of weird ha- not having a beard. Yeah, yeah, that is, that it is definitely an adjustment. Uh, for him and and for fans as well. But, you you know, here's, I guess, uh, a little reason for your listeners and Devils fans to have some hope. Both Zajac and Palmieri are rental players. They're going to be free agents at the end of the the year. Uh, It's always possible they could re-sign with New Jersey if the Devils and the players want to do that. And, you know, if not, they weren't going to be here beyond this year anyway. You do have a first round and possibly a fourth round pick coming. You know, this year, I think the Islanders definitely benefited more from this trade. But three, four, five years from now, it is possible that the Devils could benefit greatly while the Islanders could be, you know, having nothing to show for if they don't go on a long run in the playoffs this year. You know, I was thinking about that because I did mention many times in my show that both Palmieri and Zajac, they're in the final years of their contract. Now, here's the thing. Zajac might retire at the end of the season because of information given to me uh, from Robert Inkin Jr. from North Jersey. He told me that uh, uh, if you watch Fitzgerald's comments, he says that he knows why Zajac wanted to move and he respects it because Zajac had a no trade clause, but uh, he stopped himself from saying more. So uh, Robert was telling me that he wouldn't be surprised if Travis were to retire after the season. And this is just him getting one last uh, chance to possibly get a Stanley cup, because as, as you know, uh, New Jersey went to the Stanley cup finals um, almost 10 years ago, lost to the Los Angeles Kings. And, you know, that was his only um, uh, cup appearance. So, you know, there's that. So I think he's just looking for one more opportunity to win a Stanley cup. Yeah, that that would make sense. And, and, you know, this way he could do it without being all that far from home. Uh, it, you know, you could commute from the, the Newark area to Long Island pretty easily. I mean, it's not the most convenient thing, but it's doable. And uh, it's certainly different than if he would have, you know, been traded to L.A. or some other, uh, you know, some other place or Colorado, a contending team out west. 
Right. And, you know, the, the one thing I was saying about, like, if he was traded to like the Boston Bruins or the New York Islanders, which they both ended up going, I said, you know, you guys are contenders. So, you know, um, you, your farm system isn't that good. Right. Um, I, I was looking at Otto uh, Koivula, uh, you know, a, as a potential um, return for the New Jersey Devils. So, you know, because he's six foot four, weighs 220 pounds. He's a winger. He had 11 points in 14 games while on loan. So, you know, that was one of the prospects I kind of had my eyes on from your organization, because, you know, obviously you've mentioned that Anders Lee is out for the season and you, you guys are looking for some scoring help, but I, I said, like, you know, obviously the Islanders aren't going to give up one of their, you know, they're not even going to give up a decent player on the roster because that would hurt their playoff chances um, in the long run. So, you know, I, I think you guys were um, definitely up there because everyone knows that Lou loves his uh, New Jersey Devils still. He does. He, he loves the, those players and the connections that he had with them and, and obviously he was there when Zajac was drafted. So, uh, you know, there's definitely that. And, you know, the player that uh, a lot of people on our end was saying maybe traded was Kiefer Bellows, who's had a few cups of coffee with the Islanders, but spent some time in Bridgeport as well. And yet, you know, Bellows did not uh, get dealt. And uh, I think the Devils are concentrating more on that, you know, the draft picks that are involved in this trade. That That is the key for them. Uh, and the other thing that kind of surprised me is that New Jersey is still paying half of the salary here cap wise. Uh, that, that is a big relief for the Islanders. Again, it's just for the last, uh, you know, 15 games or so of this season, but it certainly does help given the cap crunch around the league right now. I, I am happy with the trade. No question about it. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to wish you guys the best of luck because you guys got two uh, quality players, uh, Travis Zajac will will provide, you know, that leadership, that mentorship, despite his old age. And, you know, like I told you, he has 200 plus career goals all with the New Jersey Devils. So, you know, uh, you, you, you two definitely got um, a goal getter uh, in both uh, Zajac and Paul Mary and Paul Mary, like I said, down year. But at the same time, you know, just look at his past five or so seasons and you'll see the consistency and just overall uh what what both of them can bring to the table and like I, and like you said they can switch uh positions sometimes and just provide that offensive punch for the islanders despite uh you guys losing your captain anders lee i i do expect big things from you guys one one last quick question for you any any uh insight into why palmary is having an off year so far this year uh you know I, I don't really know. I think it's the system, quite honestly, because um, recently we waived uh, Nikita Gusev to make room for Tice Thompson. But mm -hmm. the thing was, Gusev had was like way off the mark, like totally off the mark, as opposed to his rookie season, because his rookie season, he was pretty solid. But this year he only had like, what, five or so points in in, in a decent amount of games played. And Lindy Ruff just said, you know, we need tough guys to fit in with this system. So um, just just they said he had to go on waivers just because like uh, he was eating up some space. So I think overall, just with a new coach, a new system and overall just a new culture, I guess it just didn't work in favor of Kyle Palmieri. Um, And, you know, 
that that usually happens when when there's a new coach because you know there's always that one decent or good player that just kind of falls out of favoritism for some reason Kyle Palmieri always did well against the Boston Bruins I never know why but uh, I, I think overall, just uh, what Kyle Palmieri was given this year, I think the system uh, failed him. But for the most part, Lindy Ruff has been a pretty above average coach for the New Jersey Devils this season. He's made some questionable moves and he's also, um, you know, got he has to improve on the specialty teams. But overall, just um, I, I think it was the system. And you see that a lot when there's a new coach. No question. Well, I'm hoping that Palmieri and Zajac have enough left to help the Islanders down the stretch. And uh, yeah, uh, the, uh, the, the New Jersey Islanders are, are coming at you right now. So. Yep. So w- I have the right to be an Islanders fan once uh, the playoffs roll around. Just saying. Hey. And all of you, my, all of my listeners do too. Uh, hey, fair enough. You're always welcome on the bandwagon. Awesome. So uh, was it go Isles or whatever? Let's go Islanders. That's uh, I will say let's go New Jersey Islanders. <laughs> there you go. We love you, Lou. <laughs> All right. want to thank Trey Matthews. Uh, great conversation there with him. And for more of that conversation, also check out Locked on Devils. Today's episode will uh, give you some more insight into that trade and the conversation that we had together. Uh When we come back, we have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a full preview of this weekend's pair of games at the Coliseum against the New York Rangers. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. It now comes in 18 amazing flavors, both with nuts and nut-free. And some of these flavors, I mean, they are hard to beat. You got carrot cake and cookies and cream, peanut butter, German chocolate, toffee almond, coconut, peanut butter brownie, all the bars covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. And Built Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. They're great for the keto diet. And it really feels like you're cheating. You're indulging in a candy bar, but it's actually a healthy protein bar. Let's look at the peanut butter flavor. Each bar, 19 grams of protein, only 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Islander fans, be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis For season-long Dynasty and DFS leagues, follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and uh, today we want to wish a very happy 61st birthday to former Islanders center Scott Housen. Housen, a Toronto native, was not drafted, but joined the Islanders during the 1984-85 season spent part of that season and part of the following season with the Islanders, only played 18 career NHL games, all of them with the Isles, and yet in 18 games, five goals and eight points. That's, you know, more or less a a little bit more than a 20-goal pace, but he was never quite able to sustain an NHL career. We're going to look at one of his best games as an Islander, January 24th, 1985 at the Nassau Coliseum. 
The Toronto Maple Leafs come to town. Tim Bernard is their goalie for this game. Kelly Rudy in between the pipes for the New York Islanders. Islanders get on the board first. A shorthanded goal by Brian Trottier, his 20th, with Alan Kerr in the box for holding. Pat Flatley the only assist, 1-0 Islanders. But then it's the Maple Leafs' turn. Bill Stewart in the penalty box for tripping. They get a shorthanded goal by Dan Dau. His eighth from Greg Terrion at 15:21 of that first period. We're all even at one apiece. But in the final minute of the period, Brent Sutter comes through for the Isles, gets his 30th goal of the year. John Tonelli, Pat Flatley with the helpers. Two to one Islanders after one. A scoreless second period. We go to the third, and then Scott Housen comes through for the Islanders. Our Islanders' birthday of the day. His third. Clark Gillies and Gerald Diddick with the helpers at 16.04, and then Diddick adds to the lead an empty net goal with uh, less than a minute to go. Kelly, Rudy, and Dennis Potvan with the assists. So for the Islanders, a 4-1 victory, and for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Scott Housen, uh, a goal that is uh, one of the few that he scored during his National Hockey League career during an Islanders win. So, happy 61st birthday to Scott Housen, and many, many happy more. He is our Islanders birthday of the day. Now, as far as the weekend is concerned, the Islanders will be facing the New York Rangers not once, but twice. Back-to-back games uh, for the Islanders as they play tonight at the Coliseum, 7 o'clock start in that one, and then Sunday night, another 7 p.m. start, uh, both games on MSG Plus 2 for the Islanders broadcast, and uh, this has been, you know, they haven't faced the Rangers pretty much since very, very early in the season, so we have to see how this matchup ends up playing out. Rangers playing very good hockey as of late, and uh, Igor Shosturkin and Alexander Georgiev give them a nice one-two punch in goal. Artemi Panarin is still their most dangerous player, though Pavel Buchnevich, uh, Mika Zibanejad, and Ryan Strom, the former Islander, all playing very well. And how about Adam Fox? 36 points in 37 games for the Rangers uh, from the blue line. He is a very dangerous player. We'll look at the lineup for the Rangers, uh, again, based on how they've been lining up recently. That top line, very dangerous. Zabinijad centering Chris Kreider and Buchnevich. You have Strom, Panarin, and Colin Blackwell as the second line. Philip Cheadle centers the third line with Alex Lafreniere and Capo Caco on his wings. And then Kevin Rooney is the fourth line pivot with Phil DiGiuseppe and Vitaly Kraftsov on his wings. On defense, Ryan Lindgren and Adam Fox are the top pairing. I mentioned Fox. He is really the, the offensive defenseman that makes the Rangers go. Jacob Truba and Keandre Miller are the second pairing. And Brendan Smith and Libor Hayek are the third pairing. Uh, of course, the goaltending duo, Shesterkin, and now Keith Kincaid uh, getting a lot of time as the uh, backup. Brent Howden still day-to-day. Jack Johnson still on the IR for the Rangers as they try to get healthy. You look at what the Rangers have done lately, and, you know, 
They are playing better hockey as of late. They've won three of their last five, lost on Thursday to the Pittsburgh Penguins by a score of 5-2. to two. So the Rangers, no surprise, weren't able to help the Islanders. Two big meetings, and there are plenty of uh, games still left between the Islanders and the Rangers. Always a great rivalry, and we look forward to that. That's going to do it for this weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody has a great weekend, and if we can beat the Rangers twice, it'll be even better. Want to send along best wishes, get well wishes for Islanders radio broadcaster Chris King, Kinger, uh, under the weather right now, and uh, we wish him a quick and speedy recovery. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.